Welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast with Susan Madsen. A few weeks ago, I read a book, well, more of a workbook, titled, In the Image of Our Heavenly Parents, A Couple's Guide to Creating a More Divine Marriage. Now, I'm not an expert in creating better marriages, but I thought I would share some quotes and some insights that I had as I read through it. I've talked before about Heavenly Mother and the book editors, MacArthur Krishna, and Bethany Brady Spalding brought together some quotes about the doctrine of heavenly parents that I hadn't heard before. So let me start by sharing some of these. So first, President Dallin H. Oaks clearly stated, our theology begins with heavenly parents. Our greatest aspiration is to be like them. Prophet Brigham Young said, we were created in the image of our father and our mother, the image of our God. And then in the Gospel Topics essay on Mother in Heaven, it says, Prophets have taught that our heavenly parents work together for the salvation of the human family. Sister Susa Young Gates from the early days of the church said, The home is patterned after the heavenly dwelling of our divine parents. And she also said, The divine mother, side by side with the divine father, has the equal sharing of equal rights, privileges, and responsibilities. Brother Richard Iyer, in an article in the Meridian magazine a few years ago, explained that we in the restored church believe that our heavenly parents are equal partners, fully equal, completely equal, magnificently equal, equal to the point of oneness. Elder Melvin J. Ballard stated, no matter to what heights God has obtained or may obtain, he does not stand alone, for side by side with him in all her glory Likened to his stands a companion. For as we have a father in heaven, so also we have a glorified, exalted, and ennobled mother. I absolutely love this doctrinal foundation of heavenly parents. And I love what the authors of this workbook are doing with regards to advising us to pattern our marriages and families after the example of divine parents. And I would argue again, I've said this before, that we cannot do this if we cannot imagine or think about our Heavenly Mother and what she might look like. I've wondered recently if she is a combination of people like Eve, Mary, Sarah, Sariah, Ruth, Esther, Mary Magdalene, Rachel, or others. Now, the editors of this workbook stated, it should be no surprise that when people follow the pattern of our Heavenly Parents, marriages and families are more likely to thrive. They then quoted an article I believe was published in 2013, I've always appreciated it, written by Valerie Hudson and Richard Miller. It was published in the Enzyme. It said this, social science research supports the prophetic instruction that couples who have equal partnership have happier relationships, more effective parenting practices, and better functioning children. Scholars have consistently found that equal partners are more satisfied and have better overall marital quality than couples where one spouse dominates. Equal partner relationships have less negative interaction and more positive interaction. Moreover, there is evidence that equal partners are more satisfied with the quality of the physical intimacy in their relationship. Now, we definitely need to ensure that men have that piece of information, right? So they continued, parents with high relationship equality are more likely to work together as a team in parenting their children, 
these benefits of partnership to marital relationship and parenting practices create a healthier environment for children, making them less susceptible to depression, anxiety, drug use, and delinquency. And then Elder Bruce and Mary Hafen said this, Temple marriage covenants do not magically bring equality to a partnership. Those covenants commit us to a developmental process of learning and growing together by practice. But equal partnerships are not made in heaven. They are made on earth, one choice at a time, one conversation at a time, one threshold crossing at a time. So there are other quotes that are pretty idealistic as well. They focus on what the hope is, but I think it is tough sometimes because you can say things are equal in marriages all day long and that they should be equal. But as we know, this is not the case in many Latter-day Saint homes, no matter how much people are told they should be equal or there should be equal partnership in marriage. And as I talked about in earlier episodes, that whole issue of presiding still means that one person is in charge. So I still wrestle with that. So honestly, we, in the state of Utah, we have high levels of domestic violence. So we know that this doctrine has not sunk in deeply in many homes in Utah and beyond. Now, one page of the workbook, Dr. Julie Hanks, she was one of the chapter authors, she said this, marriage between two equal loving partners can be a source of immense joy. Indeed, within marriage lies the potential for deep wonder, power, majesty and strength. I also believe it can. That is the ideal. And if it is, then women will better thrive. She also explained, Dr. Hanks, that in order to realize the potential of being together beyond this life, we must create strong marriage relationships in this life. And she also said that a shared vision of your marriage is crucial to creating a partnership like our heavenly parents and that there are many challenges that couples face. And one of the greatest threats to Latter-day Saint marriages is inequality. She noted that too many couples still believe that there should be a hierarchy in marriage instead of equal partnership, but that all couples should have a relationship that is, she called this, mutually empowering. So Dr. Hanks also explained that a partnership marriage exists when both people's opinions, feelings, needs, Desires and dreams are respected and considered, and decisions are made together. Partnership doesn't mean sharing every duty or responsibility equally. It means both partners are empowered to express and shape the vision of their relationship. Wow, I know I've given you a million quotes today. I sure struggle with my part of some of the things that we've talked about earlier in my marriage had a lot of what I should do and what I should want and what I should be like on my shoulders. I wrestled with what my heart wanted and what I should be for many years, honestly. I thought I knew what a good marriage, quote, should look like. And it all included me in the box I talked about many episodes about that somehow I should do all the housework. And I suddenly should like to cook and sew. And honestly, I was pretty miserable for a few early years in my marriage because of that. My husband wasn't raised in such a traditional home. He didn't necessarily have all those shoulds in his mind. 
he did have a few, but I think I had more of that than he did. So I tried to hold myself to those shoulds a lot. And I beat myself up for too long because I didn't like doing that kind of work. I guess I'm saying that it is not always the men that put us as women into that hierarchy. I think we as women do that sometimes as well. I think I did. So everyone finds from different things. And I realized that so many of the traditional women's tasks, I had absolutely no interest in. I still did many of these tasks because they needed to be done. And I think it was good for me. I do think life is supposed to be tough and marriage is one of those things that's tough. But I still think that there needs to be a lot of joy too. Of course, so many women never marry or don't stay married and they don't currently have partners. So some of this doesn't apply to everybody in the church, but we talk so much about marriage in the church. And what a blessing when couples have healthy, enriching relationships. When that occurs, I do think women can thrive more. So to conclude, I guess I would say that I believe that we have divine parents and that they have a relationship that we could emulate. And especially if we knew more about it, actually, well, we can imagine, I guess, but I wish we knew more about that. I also believe that marriage can be wonderful and awesome. For those wrestling with marriage and still have kids at home, let me tell you that my husband and I have gotten along so much better after the kids are all out of the house. Just giving a few of you a little hope there. Although I've heard from others that they have nothing in common when their kids left home. Overall, marriage is important. It's not easy, but to me, I have to say that I'm grateful for mine. Greg, who I call my man, is a blessing in my life. He's a royal pain sometimes, but he is also one of the biggest gifts in my life. Remember that you can email me with your thoughts at unleashingsistersaints at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. <music>